Welcome or welcome back to Lift You Up Inspiring Health Stories. I'm your host, Tamika Bickham. I'm the founder and chief storyteller of TB Media Group. But for the purpose of this podcast, I am your health and happiness matchmaker. Now, before I introduce you to today's guest, you know what I'm going to ask you to do. Hit subscribe on YouTube, turn on those notifications, and connect with me on LinkedIn because I'd love to stay connected with you. Now, today you are going to meet Tal Zlotnitsky. He is the founder of a new app that is all about deepening our love in our relationships. He admittedly told me that he wasn't so great at love in his two marriages. Now, at the end of the day, who really is? It's something that we're not taught. We're taught about social studies, about history, about politics and math in school, but we really aren't taught about the right ways to love. And once he realized this going through adulthood, he decided he could help others. So he created an app called Our Love, and you're going to want to hear all about it and how it's also changed his life in this episode. Our physical, mental, and emotional health is not just a want. It is a need for happy lives and prosperous businesses. Lift You Up is the podcast where we share inspiring health stories from business owners who are fulfilling their purpose to live their healthiest lives and helping you do the same. From former TV reporter to marketing entrepreneur and content creator, I care about sharing stories that matter and stories that connect us. I'm your host, Tamika Bickham, your health and wellness matchmaker. Today, I'm so excited <laughs> to meet virtually Tal. Now, I, I'm, I'm not sure if I need your help here on the last name, Zlotnitsky. Perfect. Well, there you go. <laughs> Tal, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to learn more about you, but the little that I know so far is that you are a serial startup entrepreneur. You are the founder of Our Love app, which I believe just launched this week. Yes, it did. Indeed, the, this past Monday, the, Valentine's Day. <laughs> at the time of us recording this on Valentine's Day. Um, and I'm excited to learn more about your story. But first, tell us, since this is just, you know, hot off the presses here with your new app, tell me about Our Love and what it does. Our.love and, and at the App Store, Our.love, both iOS and, and uh, Android. It's an app that is designed to help people love each other more and better. And uh, at, at its simplest form, uh, we help you both understand where you and your partner are at the given point that you enter, uh, essentially bring us into your relationship a little bit uh, across seven critical love skills. And uh, it turns out, I didn't know it, maybe you, maybe you did, most people don't, that it takes uh, seven distinct skills uh, that you need to do well uh, in order to experience your best love. We design an app that's essentially a game. Um, and within the game, you are going to both acquire that knowledge, but also play. And uh, as you play, you'll earn love coins, which you'll be able to use to decorate this fun virtual space and buy your partner virtual gifts and and play virtual games with your partner. But around all that, we'll also teach you the skills you need in order to experience more and better love. This is cool. I'm, I'm glad we're talking about this because funny enough, my word for 2022 is love. So this is a very fitting conversation for me as well. Just just love in the in the general sense of as far as love for self, love for a partner, love for just work and for people in my life um, and doing all things with love. So 
Um, for clarification on r.love, um, it's not a dating app. It is once you are in the relationship, how to grow and deepen that relationship. We believe that loving you, love the one you're with more and better and helping you receive the love that you think you deserve and that you almost certainly do deserve uh, more and better is as, as important a, a journey as finding love. So <laughs> our goal is to help those of us that, that already have love experience more of it and feel more secure in it and enjoy it more uh, and make it more sustainable. Yeah, because right, the the journey doesn't end once you you find the person you want to be in a relationship with, right? A new journey just begins, begins there. <laughs> just <Jinx>. begins. <laughs> Absolutely. So, I know you've started other different types of businesses, but why this? This is very specific. What, you know, inspired you to come up with the idea for our love? So, you know, for starters, it was my own failure in love. I, I, uh, I hadn't been successful in two marriages, um, raised wonderful kids, have a, a very, very warm relationship with, uh, with my wife of 20 years, who, who is my ex-wife, um, wonderful human being, but we didn't do love well, either one, neither one of us. And um, I think as, as, um, as I was reflecting on why it occurred to me that I really didn't even know what it meant to do love well. I didn't know what, compo- I didn't know what love really was. And, and, you know, pop- popular culture uh, slams us with imagery. A lot of them are violent, loves a battlefield. Um, we are given a whole bunch of false uh, impressions that love should just be organic, that, you know, if, you, if you're meant for each other, you're just going to see it, you're just going to feel it. It's, right. it's hogwash, right? Love is like anything else. It requires attention and nurturing and knowledge. And the more attention, nurturing and knowledge you have, the more and better your love's gonna be. That's my starting point. What really brought me all the way home was actually the events of January 6th. I, I, I'd been a pretty active, uh, you know, social, I mean, I'm, I'm a social activist. I've been involved in causes I believe uh, that I, I, I hold near and dear to my heart. And I realized that throughout really the last I mean, certainly the last four or five years, but, but even before, that we are just at each other's throats and, uh, and, and there's just such acrimony. And the January 6th event with, with Americans actually raising arms against each other just made me sick to my stomach. And uh, it, I connected that to the journey that I was having myself with love. And I realized, wow, you know what? There is one thing that we still all want more of and it's probably the last thing that we agree on that we all want more love and we all want to give love and it prompted me to realize that you know if i wanted to have an impact in the world and i do uh then helping people love more and better may be the most impactful thing i could ever do because the ripple impact the ripple effect of a couple having a better relationship and a more loving relationship or relationship based on the seven love principles uh, is that they're, if they're in a relationship with their children around, those children are going to pick up on that and they're going to take that into the school and they're going to learn how to be better adults. And if you're, you know, you're going to be a kinder person to your neighbors and the person at the grocery store and your coworkers and your political opponents, you're going to realize that, you know, we don't have to hate each other just because we don't agree on tax policy or what have you. Um, so these things combined sort of brought me to, uh, to the decision to start this company. And I was very blessed that amazing people buy in very early, uh, including my co-founder, Tanya Coppin-Fox, who's a very successful healthcare entrepreneur. 
Uh, and she and I have built a, a, a great team uh, internally and have been very fortunate to attract some very cool investors, including some people that you wouldn't necessarily associate with, uh, uh, with more and better love, uh, <laughs> but who are as committed as we are to, uh, to the concept of more and better love and see it in, in, the, in, in, in terms of its impact potentially on the bigger picture of the fabric of our, uh, our society and, and uh, our ability to come back to some sort of a place where we can see each other as human again and not, not just enemies or right. you know, opponents or anybody trying to end the republic or anything mm-hmm. like that. When we have healthy relationships, it really just makes every other aspect of our life more positive, I think, as well. Um, you mentioned as well about, hey, when you have a loving relationship, your, your children learn from that. They, they are modeled and how they love by their parents. So now kind of want to dive more into your personal story. And I, I know it's a really interesting one, um, but I'll start by asking about the example of love that you had in your life growing up. And do you feel like that impacted how you moved through and loved in your relationships? Yeah, I think it did. I mean, I, you know, I want to respect uh, my parents. I mean, they, they were loving parents, uh, but they were imperfect. They married very young. They were 19 and 20 years old. Um, they had their struggles and, uh, and unfortunately they did what a lot of imperfect, immature, or at the time immature people do, which is they, they did not do a very good job of resolving it in a way that they didn't, you know, seep out, uh, to impact us, their three children. Um, and the impact of that was very detrimental. I think me and my two brothers, uh, all struggled with relationships. And I think that's frankly, I'm sure that's something that many people listening will, will relate to. Uh, a lot of times the, the most impactful model on how we do love ourselves is what we saw at home. And it's one reason that I, I believe that anyone who's got children in, in the home uh, who might say to themselves, yeah, but I don't have time to download this app and, you know, the five minutes a day I could be, you know, doing something else or I, I need to help my kids with homework. The most important homework you can help your kids with is teaching them how to, how to do love right. Very few of us, unfortunately, I think, uh, grew up in homes where we, we saw the right model of love. Um, we saw a lot of, uh, a lot of busy, tired, uh, overworked, overstretched, yeah. underrested uh, parents, and uh, they loved us. They, you know, most of us are, were fortunate enough to grow up in homes where we were loved, and that's that's great. Being loved is very important. And in truth, what I discovered, I, I did not know that there were seven love skills. It's not a matter of you know, oh, just pick up this book and and there it is. It's the seven love skills. It's it, as it turns out. I think that the challenge of doing love well is that doing love well requires repeatedly coming back to certain things and repeatedly coming back to certain things makes is a lot easier when something is is you know within reach and uh books in a bookcase or something you read once or something your girlfriend told you or you know those things just don't sustain they they don't stay with us we're not effective at reaching out for them in moments of crisis uh in moments of crisis most of us tend to reach to uh whatever toolkit is um you know we saw the most in in our our childhood or, or or even in the relationships we've been in. You know, our goal is to help you know what tool to reach for. Um, and if you don't know what tool to reach for, come to the app. Take a look at, you know, uh, you know the, 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 the app is a game. 
so it's a, it's a virtual relationship home. You literally have a virtual home that you can decorate, and you and your partner have your own look and feel for the home. So you don't have to live with the wallpaper that you hate that your partner really, really loves. You can create your own wallpaper in your own virtual home. Uh, and you can earn love coins as you engage with content, which you can use to redecorate your home or buy gifts for your partner. But most importantly, there's a lot of really, really useful information, and it's presented in a very easy-to-access way. This is not a science symposium. <laughs> we, we have videos that are funny and interesting. We have short audio clips. We have games you can play, some short readings. And, you know, you, you, pull, you put these together, um, and you find that all of a sudden, oh, my God, okay, I understand what it means. When the, you know, I understand what showing appreciation means, and I understand what being supported means. Now I understand why maybe we're not having as much quality time as we should because I didn't quite understand quality time. I thought quality time was we're going to dinner in the movies, not that it was what we do when we are at dinner that represents quality time, right? So all these pieces that I don't know how we could know because no one's ever taught us. It wasn't taught in school. It's not a college course. Uh, a lot of what we read in here is wrong. Um, one of the reasons we are very committed to, to only incorporating things into the app that are science-backed and science-supported is because there's a lot of junk science out there. There's a lot of stuff that's just not true. Uh, you know, just talk about, well, you need to be a servant. Love is about service. Love is about a lot of things. Service is one of them. But if you just try to do that, it's not going to solve other problems if you're in a relationship with someone that doesn't know how to be accountable, right? So you could show, you could be a, you could, you could, you could know your partner's love language. You could know as an example, you know, Tamika, for all I know, what you respond to best is our act of service or, that doesn't mean that I know what that I, that doesn't mean I know how to I know how to meet you there. I may know that you re respond to act of service, but I don't know how you respond when you're upset. And I don't know how to help you break down what is causing you to be upset in a way that is not potentially destructive, right? How do we make things more constructive? And um, in my experience as an adult, I didn't do it very well. I mean, you know, um, and I, I I think that a lot of people don't do it well. If you look at the data, by the way, Psychology Today has a, a study that they put out in 2019 uh, that, that says that only about 10% of us are actually happy and healthy at the same time. So if 90% of us are not happy and healthy at the same time, that means that quite a few of us don't have the right, uh, the right skill set. And uh, that's kind of what we're hoping to do, give people those tools. Right. And to echo the part that you mentioned about, hey, a lot of our parents, right, going back to, you know, however many years ago didn't have these skills. I think it's something that is just becoming a lot more talked about now in the realms of personal development and whether that's, hey, healing childhood traumas and, um, you know, relationships and, you know, how we respond to things and or going to therapy, whatever those things are, like are much more like in the forefront now and like are much more openly discussed than I think they were in our parents' era. So um, I think that's why we're starting to see this shift among people like, hey, how can I be better at this thing? Like, whereas in the past, I think it wasn't something you really talked about. That's very so true. In fact, on our team, our, our chief scientist, Dr. Larry McCullough, who co-founded the Pine Tree Institute, which is one of the leading institutes on the topic of the impact of childhood trauma and adult communication. And, and the numbers are pretty staggering. Uh, Half of adults have experienced childhood trauma themselves. That number is even higher, by the way, in communities of color. And about 70% of us are in a relationship where one or both of us have experienced childhood trauma. The most common impact of childhood trauma on adult communication is that we don't necessarily feel safe expressing our needs. 
And so we express them in ways that are, we're, we're almost throwing clues, it's, it's blues clues, except for it's really, really hard to follow uh, what the clues say and, and, and what's expected. Um, one of the things in the app that uh, we think is, is really neat is that you are able to share your mood with your partner through the app. Uh, and of course, you, you know, it, you might say, well, how's that any different than when my partner comes home, I just say, how was your day? And, you know, shouldn't he or she be able to tell me how their day was? Well, I think most of us would tell you that if you're, if I happen to have experienced childhood trauma, and if, if you have, and uh, you perhaps are uh, in a relationship where you are not at the moment feeling particularly secure uh, in how well your 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 gentle how how gently you're going to be handled, uh, you're more likely to say it's been it was fine, uh, and not in, not really get into what what what's causing you angst. In the app, we allow you to share your mood with your partner. And by the way, it's shared in a fun way. So literally, if you downloaded the app and you and your partner uh, signed up, and by the way, you can play the game by yourself. It doesn't require you to include your partner, but ultimately, that's the best The best outcomes will be if your partner and you are working in the app together. But as you open the app any given day, um, if your partner is, is using it to update you, uh, update their mood, you're going to see their mood in uh, the the French doors at the back of, of virtual French doors in, in, in this virtual home. And if your partner's mood is not very good, you're going to see a rainstorm outside the windows. And if it's good, uh, you'll see sunshine. Now, there, there are other ways for them to update you, but then you can become curious. Well, why? Uh, and, and you can click to learn what, what, what they marked as the reasons for not having such a good day. Uh, and as, as you go forward, the app will also help you determine what tools to use. So as we know you and your partner better, we can prompt you for uh, activities that we think might be helpful. Uh, or we, as an example, let's say that your partner is having a bad day because of parenting, right? They're, they're having a tough time uh, with your child. Uh, we have an appreciation box in the app where we will help you build a, a repository of wonderful things that you feel about your partner, that you genuinely feel about your partner. And included among those, if you are co-parenting, will be things that you are appreciative of that your partner does when it comes to your children. The ability to reach for that. So if you know your partner's having a bad day and, you're bad, and their bad day is because of parenting, uh, we will make accessible to you everything that you've written previously or shared with us previously or the statements you've selected previously as representing how you feel about your partner's parenting. And you can reach out to them at that moment and say, look, I know you're having a bad day. I, know, I want you to know what a I, – I, compared to uh, so many others, I, I, I'm so, I feel so fortunate that you are – you are a daughter's mother or a daughter's father, and, and, uh, and I'm so grateful for how patient you are. And, and you did such an incredible job working with them on the science project, whatever it is. That's what people need. And, uh, and, and being able to help you find that in real time so that you don't have to scramble. Uh, and worse yet, you don't have to become defensive. You don't have to assume it's about you. You know, that's it. At the end of the day, that's what love is. It's, it's being able to, to know, you know, which which of the love skills are most relevant to the situation you're in, access them, deploy them, and come back to each other. I know that you immigrated to the U.S. from Israel. Is that right? At the age of 12? That's so right. Tell me about your kind of growing up and, you know, I know it was a long way from where you started to now creating our love, but you know, kind of a little bit about your path, your career journey, and how you ultimately ended up to where you are. Sure. So, yeah, I grew up in Israel in a uh, in a small town with my parents and my two older brothers. 
Um, I was a singer as a kid, professional singer. I was on television as a six-year-old. Uh, and between the ages of six and 12, I was a regular in the Israeli Sesame Street and, and on television a lot. And that helped shape some of my personality. I still uh, access, you know, I'm still a bit of a, you know, some people would say showboat. I would say I'm more of a, more of a, more of a, more of a, uh, an artist or a presenter. But uh, I do reach for that uh, often because I think, you know, being a CEO is, is a lot about helping people see something. And that requires, uh, you know, the ability to share a, a, something that isn't necessarily what's right in front of your face, right? So that's, that's art. Um, there's also perseverance. And I think I, I learned a lot of it growing up in Israel. My parents, you know, as I said, they married young. Uh, they had, you know, uh, they had their struggles, but they also had, uh, you know, successes. They were, in, I can tell you that I lived in a, uh, in a, in a condominium and uh, my, my family was the first in our building to have a color TV. Uh, and I think the year was 1979 or 1980. Um, and that was kind of neat. And so, you know, I, I uh, you know, it, it's kind of wild to think about the world I grew up in and, and, you know, kind of Israel back then was a third world backwater and not, not the modern country it is today. And, uh, it's, 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 I took my children on, they've been in Israel multiple times. One of the earlier trips, we actually went to the building I grew up in and, uh, and we took, you know, we took the elevator, uh, to the fourth story, uh, where, where my apartment was. And, you know, my children grew up in a home with an elevator, an elevator in four stories. There's only one difference. It was, it was our house and all four stories led to different floors in our home. Um, <laughs> so for them to have seen that their father grew up in a home where, there are 80 families in a very small space, and there are 700 square feet that represented an apartment in which I lived with my brothers and my parents. Uh, it was a bit of a, you know, a mind bender for them. Uh, but you look, my, what my experience taught me is, um, first, wherever you are right now doesn't represent where you may wind up. So uh, it taught me to be ambitious. Uh, it taught me the importance of um, persevering. There are lots of challenges, both in Israel and when my parents got here, we were initially undocumented immigrants. And uh, I, I went to school and in my first year, I didn't speak English. And uh, so I learned English as a second language. But during the time period between learning English and uh, between knowing it and learning it, uh, there were a lot of very difficult days, people were not always so kind. Um, and uh, even acts of kindness such as the fact that the uh, school allowed me to eat lunch every day that was subsidized um were accompanied by lack of thought because in order to get that subsidized lunch i had to hand a blue ticket uh at the cash uh register whereas everyone else was paying with cash and that marked me as a child that was getting a subsidized lunch me and others uh where of course that is something that uh other children aren't always so kind about so it taught me the importance of, of being very, very mindful. When you're trying to be helpful, um, be helpful in a way that doesn't take someone's dignity away. And, uh, and I've, I've attempted uh, in my life to be as helpful as possible to as many people as I can reach and, and do it in a way that preserves their dignity. And that's something I think is really, really important. From the standpoint of starting businesses, I, I would tell you that I, you know, my father was an entrepreneur. And so I grew up in a home where uh, I saw entrepreneurship firsthand and I saw the the fruits of it, you know, we were able to do, like I said, we had that first color TV, but I also saw how hard it was and uh, how often you, you suffer setbacks. And, uh, you know, entrepreneurship is not easy. And, uh, you know, to get to a place where I've started six companies, I've had a lot of success. All of my companies have more or less gotten to a size where they were 
actual enterprises, um, employing people and you know providing services. But a lot of enterprises don't get off the ground, and it's really easy to to just feel like, oh, forget about it. I'm just going to get a job. And you know what? Some of us aren't cut out for uh, entrepreneurial work. But if you have a dream, if you have a if you if you want to have an impact and you have a dream and an idea, and that impact could be, I'm going to open. I'm going to open a restaurant where, uh, you know, maybe people don't have a lot of uh, food choices and I'm, I'm going to, you know, I want to make sure that there's healthy food options in a certain community. Maybe, maybe those uh, healthy food choices aren't so accessible. Or I want to open, uh, you know, I want to open a, uh, another type of business or, or an online business. Um, it requires a lot of perseverance. It requires, um, you know, the ability to survive setbacks um to recognize that whatever uh the moment wh wherever you are at any given moment uh whether you're at the top of the world something really good's happened or at the bottom and feeling like you know uh the world's collapsing around you neither one of them is probably true I and mean, truth is somewhere in the middle there's always a way to take a deep breath readjust uh one of my investors in hour.love is anthony scaramucci and uh and he has a statement that i am a big fan of it says you know, nobody but you gets to decide when it's over. Uh, so if you're in a business and you're having setbacks, they're setbacks. They're not, they're not, you know, that, that doesn't mean it's over. Only you get to decide when it's over. That's something that, you know, I, I learned from him relatively recently, but I think subconsciously I always believe that uh, because setback after setback uh, is not uncommon. And you can have stretches of time where it feels like you can't do anything right. Nothing goes, nothing goes right for you as an entrepreneur. Um, but if you persevere, if you if you if, if if your mission and your vision are worthwhile, and you're ready to just persevere, a lot of the time things will turn out okay. And that's that's been what I've learned. That's been my journey. That's been my experience. Do you feel like this business is very different from the others that you've started? In, in some ways, yes, and in others, no. Right. So. Uh, you know, the, the, the way that it's definitely different is, you know, what brought me to this is, is not succeeding in love myself and feeling the need to learn. I started not from a place where I'm going to start a business, but from a place of I really want to understand what makes love uh, work. And then as I started to understand a little bit more, it started to occur to me that, you know, some of the pieces that would make love more accessible, um, including, for example, knowing where you are, right? So one of the things in R.love is, we have a tracker in the, in, in, in the app where uh, with just a few questions within a minute or two of you engaging with the app and specifically trying to use the, the tracker, we'll give you a reading on how, uh, based on your feedback and if your partner is a part of it as well, their feedback, where you stand in your relationship across the seven love skills. Where do you stand in curiosity? Where do you stand in appreciation? Where do you stand in quality time? Where do you stand in support? We can give you an actual score, an actual number. Uh, and you're going to see your number and your partner's number. And so you can tell the delta between uh, where you are. Giving people a, a real solid place to start from, knowing where I am, knowing where you are, knowing where we are. There's some relief in that, right? Because at that point, you're, okay, all right. Well, you know what? Curiosity, I think we're a 90. You think we're a 60? <laughs> Thank God we know that. Thank God we know that. Because if I've been operating, I've been operating under 90, you've been operating under 60 we're certainly not going to reach the same outcome. So now that we know that, what does that mean? Um, so, I mean, I think, you know, the, the experience of starting this company has been a lot about self-discovery first, trying to identify for myself what I thought would impact, uh, would be impactful for me. Then, you know, we've recruited a team. It's about 30 people now. Uh, my co-founder, Tanya Coppin-Fox and I are 
she's a healthcare entrepreneur and has much more of a background in this than I do. I'm a, I'm a business person. I, I didn't know the first thing about uh, the, the science of love. Um, but, you know, we, we've assembled a team of people that uh, care about getting the science right and then cared about getting putting the experience uh, in place that was fun and enjoyable and that people would want to come back to. Uh, those things were new to me because most of my experience in, in my professional career has been in the B2B side, right? Business to business, right? It's more about creating efficiencies and, you know, cutting, cutting layers and stuff that is very impactful in business, but it doesn't really help you do anything very effectively in your interpersonal life. So um, it's, it's been a different kind of experience in that sense, but in lots of other ways, it's been the same, right? So there are setbacks, right? So you, you start a business, you need to raise money. And I've been, I've been fortunate to raise some money from, from great investors and I put my own money in, of course, but you hear a lot of no's. A lot of people will tell you, they love your mission. They love your vision. Oh my God, the world needs this. Come back to us when you have some proof. Well, you know, to have some proof would be helpful to have some money because if we had some money, we might be able to build a product. If we build a product, we might be able to market it. And if we can market it, people would come. But never mind that. I'll come back to you when I have proof. Right? So this is their setback. Right. And, and in that right. sense, I did have to reach into the, into, the, uh, into the toolkit of, you've heard this before, Tal, so don't let it get to you too much. Mm-hmm. I love that. So I always like to ask, because I know we're nearing the end of our time, um, for like an actionable health and or wellness tip that you mm-hmm. maybe is important to you that you implement in your life um, that the audience could take with them and, and implement in their life each day? I would say that my biggest tip, my first tip is curiosity. Um, a lot of us, when whatever we're confronted with, we deal with emotionally. We deal with from a place of, okay, um, my version of reality is that what you're saying isn't true. And since my version of reality came out of, I saw it with my own eyes, and I heard it with my own ears, and I felt it with my own heart, you must be wrong. And so let me tell you why you're wrong. Let me tell you what's right. Uh, that's not very effective. And the truth is your partner's uh, eyeballs and ears, uh, I'm actually half deaf, so one of my ear works and the other doesn't. But in general, uh, you know, uh, your partner's reality is every bit as much uh, real as your reality. So being able to be curious and say, huh, look at that. Here's how I experienced it. You experienced so very differently. I wonder why. Let me, let me, let me ask you some questions. Let, you know, let, let's, let's try to understand, well, how do you feel and why do you feel this way? And genuinely be curious, not from a place of, I'm going to prove to you that I'm right. I'm going to prove to you why you didn't see it or didn't hear it or didn't. Stop trying to prove. Stop being curious. Your partner is a, another human being. Respect them, respect whatever they're experiencing, whatever they're feeling is genuine and reasonable and fair, even if you don't necessarily feel that way at that moment. And if you come at it from a place of curiosity, almost always you'll make progress. Not always because, you know, if you're willing to be curious and your partner is just stuck on blaming or shaming, that's not very effective. Uh, The good news out of our app, I think, is that we believe that it's very easy to break those cycles. If you simply understand the impact of blaming and shaming and you see that there is a better way and it's actually very easy to do and it starts with being curious and asking some questions and being able to listen and our app has a really fun game to to help you and your partner listen more effectively it's a game where you have a conversation we will prompt you with some questions and there's a flower bouquet that's that that is either going to bloom or wilt based on how effectively you're communicating and you're going to learn very quickly What's driving that? It's not listening to words. It doesn't actually speak English. It can, it can, you, could, you could play this game in any language. It's listening to tone. It's listening to, are you waiting a couple seconds when your partner's finished talking? 
So make sure they're finished talking before you start speaking. And that's also an indication that you're probably listening and not just thinking about how to formulate your next question. And that's the stuff that it's looking for, not how articulate you are. How articulate you are doesn't even understand, doesn't understand a single word of English or any other language. So those are the kinds of things I think that, you know, uh, we can bring to our lives, any one of us, any given moment. So I want to close on asking you, where can we find you, learn more about you, website, sure. social media, all this stuff. So uh, our.love, it's not ourlove.com, it's our.love is our website. And you can go there and they will provide you links to uh, both the uh, iOS, uh, which is the Apple store or Android. Our app is in both. Uh, you can download the app. It is free. Uh, there are om almost every feature in the app is free. Uh, you can get very, very far without having to spend a dollar. Of course, your support is welcome and appreciated. And, and uh, we'd love for you to subscribe ultimately to get to, to build the kind of a product that, that this is version 1.0. It's got a lot of features, but we have uh, big ideas for where we can take the product from here. We need, we need support. Tell your friends, tell your family, uh, you know, uh, you can share the link, uh, you know, from the app store or from our website with, with, with people in your life. And that would be really, really helpful if everybody that's listening to this can tell five or 10 people, uh, you know, this is not a therapy app. And so there's no reason to be embarrassed. It's an app about happiness and love. Um, and you can also find me at my, at my name, talzlotnitsky.com, talzlotnitsky.com. Uh, and I can tell you that myself and our team, we'd love to hear from you. Feedback, questions, comments, this is working. I'm, I'm not qu quite clear on how to do this or how to use it. Uh, these early days, we just launched on Valentine's Day, so just a week ago. Um, you know, uh, there's no such thing as, as uh, any kind of bad input. Anything coming from our audience is, is welcome. Awesome. I'll make sure to link to all that below in the show notes as well. Tal, it has been really great, truly great learning your story and learning all about the things we need, the seven things we need to do in love to be happier. So thanks so much for sharing. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me on. I hope you enjoyed that episode, learned something new and learned something about deepening love in your relationships. I know I did. I'm excited to check it out. All of those links are down below in the show notes. So make sure you connect with Tal, connect with me as well. If you haven't already, you know, I'm all the places, but I especially like to play on LinkedIn, Instagram. Oh yeah. And I'd love to see you on YouTube too. I have a ton of content there because you know, we come back each and every week with a new episode and I'd hate for you to miss out. So until I see you back next week, because I know I'll see you then stay happy. Stay healthy.